0: With the Queen AB, tonight. Motivation, inspiration, cause you know how we do it in the day. Good conversation, no hesitation. Now you're rocking with the Queen. Rocking with the Queen AB, TFT tonight. tonight.
1: You are now rocking with the Queen, and it's time to get real. And this is another episode of 30 Flirty and Thriving.
0: And today we are here with Cracklack. What's up
1: everyone? What's up? First of all, what's what's up with the name? What does that mean?
0: The name. Um, so when I first got started, it was more so like kind of making fun of myself. Mm -hmm. So I I had a friend who was black and started rapping and then me and him did everything together. So he was like, you should do it too. And I'm thinking I'm white. I'm going to rap, you know, I'm not Eminem. And he's like, why don't you do what Eminem did in 8 Mile and kind of like make fun of stuff. So I was like, I'm going to be Cracker the white rapper. And he was like, yeah, that's dope. So I actually went by Cracker, like just Cracker mm. for a few months. And then when I started making beats, I needed like a producer tag. And one day I happened to say like Crack-a-Lack on the track. And so that was like the high school thing, you know, to be in the hallways, he was like, Crack-a-Lack on the track, Crack-a-Lack on the track
1: gotcha it's dope though it has a nice little ring to
0: it yeah i i used to be super insecure about the name just you know i remember so i used to be an artist from like 15 to probably like 23 and so when i would be in the clubs and like performing stuff and i'm mm-hmm. introducing uh myself to different people there and they're like and i say my name they're like cracker like crack a what like, cracker a <laughs> Crack, crack-a-lack like, Crack-a-what, what? <laughs> did you
1: ever feel the need to have to explain your name? Like, oh, it was like a funny moniker at first it's...
0: Um, Or you just kind
1: of owned it? like?
0: Yeah, I just owned it okay. I guess, yeah. yeah
1: We just had this conversation about the name 3030 and Thrive And as soon as I said it, I was like, don't let the name Misguide you Because <laughs> yeah. I kind of have a think about that I feel like, initially the podcast started because of me That's why I did it But then it was like, what it's about is really it has nothing to do with that So, uh-huh. it can be misleading
0: Catch your name, though.
1: For sure. So, um, it actually came from a movie, from a 90s movie. You probably know it. 13 going on 30? Oh, yeah. Yeah, see? Um, um, <laughs> it's a girl movie. It is. Yeah, it is. Um, so, you used to rap.
0: Yeah.
1: You're, like, you're a videographer. Yeah. Producer.
0: Yeah.
1: Podcast host.
0: Yeah, that's the new one.
1: That's the new one. That's Five new weeks, one. right?
0: Five weeks, going strong.
1: And what's the name of your podcast?
0: Free Game with Crack
1: free game and there is a ton of free games. so if you are anywhere near the music industry at all or any type of creative photographer or anything you definitely want to subscribe to his podcast because i watch it and there's so many gems on there that i learned and he has a lot of good people on there mm-hmm. so
0: so far so good i'm trying not to settle and i want to get like the biggest and best people that i can reach right now to get it off the ground as fast as i can awesome
1: so anything else besides producer,
0: rapper, podcast host? Um, yeah, obviously a father and a, you know boyfriend, and I'm an entrepreneur, so I have an online CD duplication company. It's One Dollar CD and then I also co own uh, World Legacy Coding. Okay. Yeah. So do you have a website where you yeah. can find all
1: of yep.
0: your? Uh, so each business is kind of like its own thing. Mm-hmm. So like for the studio, I have the Crack For me. Say that one more time. CrackhouseRecordingStudio.com. house recording studio.com
1: crack house recording studio.com we're, we're live in
0: the crack house we're right in now. the crackhouse,
1: y'all so i hope that this <laughs> is the
0: nicest crack house that we all have seen yeah, i mean then, for
1: those of us who have seen other crack houses
0: uh-huh. yeah <laughs> then the cd duplication is one dollar CDduplication.com. duplication.com uh the wireless clothing is Legacy clothing.com uh that's it so far okay
1: you know. What are your dreams for the future? like? Because you said that's it so far, and I get the feeling you've got way bigger dreams.
0: Yeah, I, I have two other businesses that I'm hoping are like launched by the end of this quarantine. Okay, you
1: don't want to
0: talk about them? They, I w- I'll say that they go hand-in-hand hand with what I'm already doing. Okay. So it's kind of like that, that kind of describes all the things that I do. So I'm kind of a, a one-stop shop for any artist. So, mm-hmm. so let's say you're a rapper or a singer, Step one to making music is you need a beat. That's always been like the main thing that I did was crack a on the track, right? Mm-hmm. So I make beats. And then next is you need a studio to record and get the song mixed and mastered and that's what happens here. Mm-hmm. And then the next step would be to shoot music videos. I shoot music videos. And then I've been doing coaching calls for the last two months. And the common thing that I'm finding whether it's producers or videographers or artists that they all need help with this like the same thing. So, I'm going to start a business that solves that problem.
1: Nice, okay. So, you do a lot. You kind of sound like me, but like on steroids. (laughs) (laughs) How do you fit in the other part of that, the home life, the the being a father, the being a boyfriend and and taking care of home?
0: It's hard. I mean, I think the hardest part is like the time management. So, you know, you, you sacrifice certain shit, like there's, there's times where Alyssa's going to take my daughter's name is Maya to the park. And it's mm-hmm. like, damn, I really want to go with them, but her taking her to the park is going to give me these two hours that I need to get these things done. So when she comes back, I'm going to make sure that I'm done by then. So that's like the the deadline in my head. It's, mm-hmm. She'll be back in two hours. I got to get this done. And then it's family time for three hours. And then I know I have to leave to go to the studio at this time. So I, I try to like make the, the time that even if it's little time that it's like valuable. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: How do you stay organized?
0: I'm super like O C D. Uh I, I write down everything, like a to do list, I have a marker board, I have a calendar, uh a ten pack of pens, every pen's a different color <laughs> and all my bills are in red and I write on the calendar and anytime I have studio bookings that's the, the royal blue. Anytime I drop a YouTube video that's the green, like
1: so what what got you into all this? What inspired you to start, you know, pursuing music either as a rapper or even producing? What were your early days like?
0: Um, I, I would say because it was in high school. So my junior, well, sophomore, junior, senior year of high school. And at that time, it was just more so for fun, like discovering it, seeing that I liked doing it. I obviously wasn't good. At, at the, at we all suck in the beginning, but I, I stuck with it, and I can say I'm good today, mm-hmm. but you know, in the beginning I was trash, but I'm thankful for that because, you know, that's how I, you know, build up and, and get better, but yeah, it, it wasn't a for real, for real thing, and then once it got to graduating high school, when the shit gets real and you feel like you're going to be a loser if you don't go to college, uh... I knew that I wanted to be, like, a professional, world-famous music producer or a rapper. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that didn't come from going to college, so I didn't want to go to college at all.
1: Gotcha. And I
0: didn't go to college.
1: So, did you ever get, like, a 9-to-5? Did you ever work a regular job?
0: Yeah, so, from, like, when I was 18, I worked at GNC, like, the supplement store. Uh, So, my dad does construction, so I was, like, the general eight dollar an hour go pick up the 100 pieces of wood mm-hmm. and bring them from there to there mm-hmm. all right that's what i'll do for the next four hours so i did stuff like that just to have enough money to get by until i was about 21 and then around this time i, I had uh, a few local people that knew i did music and had heard the music and so like they heard my music and whether they were a fan of like me as an artist or not they still like my beats or they still like mm-hmm. my quality so I realized okay I can make some money you know from, from doing that it was, it was more so like who makes your beats I do well how much would you charge me to make beats for me mm-hmm. oh okay I can make some money doing this who records and mixes your songs I do how much would you charge to do that for me so I, I mm-hmm. turned into the entrepreneur mm-hmm. and started doing that and then I really just like kind of got deep with paying attention to like time management and I was thinking if I had a job and back then minimum wage was like I want to say $8, somewhere around the $8 range or $7 range. And I, I remember just going over the math like, okay, eight-hour shifts is about $56 or whatever it was, and then take home would be like 50 bucks. That's going there for eight hours. At this time, I was doing like $25 an hour for studio time, so I was thinking, man, I'd rather do two hours of mm-hmm. studio time. I should just go all in. And I remember I had... Uh, I was turning so the last time I had a job I was 21 I'm 31 today okay so it's been a decade
1: yeah that's awesome and
0: I uh, yeah my daughter was born I was 23 okay because
1: that was gonna be my next question was yeah. this all before so you kind of got this going before you had a shot.
0: yeah I, I had a good two years of making and it's kind of been every year it was like I was making just enough to get by which is maybe like ten thousand dollars off of music stuff Mm -hmm. and then maybe the next year so when I was 22 I might have made like 20,000 and then kind of went up to like 30 or 40 and then Mm -hmm. every year it went up but in the beginning it was very like wishy-washy where Mm -hmm. you know it might be consistent to where man I'm making a lot of money but then a few weeks go by and it's like I wonder who's hiring am I gonna have to get a job is this gonna be long-term consistent and I was worried and then my phone would start ringing so like once it would slow down to where I would even consider and get really serious about looking for a job my phone would start ringing and so it was like a sign and so on.
1: Did you ever struggle with what do I charge am I charging too much?
0: Um so like I would say where we are today I'm kind of in 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 that boat (laughs) because it's been a a long time and so there's certain artists who i've been working with for a few years and so like you know a few years ago my prices were lower so every year it's like my uh it's kind of you know they said fame doesn't equal fortune but in certain cases fame does equal fortune and and what i've noticed is every year i get more popular and every year i get better and every year my prices go up Mm -hmm. it kind of comes with it so every year I have to charge more. And even like the hourly rate at the studio, probably every year it goes up 5 to $10. And then the same thing with music videos. Everything goes up. And so when initially, when my price first goes up, those first phone calls where it's like, you know, I'm thinking this person's used to $500 and I have to tell them, you know, at the beginning there's 1000 So I always have to give this like, I don't have to do any of this shit, but I, I choose mm-hmm. to give all the context. Mm-hmm. And so I, I just tell them like, look, man, I've been so busy and I'm doing this and the studio's gone and everyone wants a video at $500 and so much that I I can't fully commit to going all in and doing everything that I can to make sure that it's a a fire video. I want to do, like, next level shit. and I'm limiting myself by what I'm charging with a lot of these. So it's like I have to charge enough to where I can really devote my time and energy to give it everything. And so as, like, the supply and demand. As your time becomes more and more in demand, your your supply of time runs lower, so Mm -hmm. that's when you charge more. And so that's what I've
1: always... And real quick, so you do a vlog also, which we didn't talk about earlier, but on that vlog, for those listening, um, when he's talking about, you know, kind of like making sure that he's getting the most bang for his buck and allocating his time appropriately, he does a lot of tutorials on how to make really great uh, videos and how to do special effects. So... You're doing that on top of everything but also giving away game for free and even the free game, game free, free game, game with, crack, yeah, with yeah. crack podcast so there's a lot of value to what you provide outside of okay you in a session with me this is how much it's gonna be but in addition to that like just having that connection where they yeah it's like hey I watch your podcast or I was watching that vlog and you know have that personal relationship to you where they can uh-huh. like ask a follow-up question or something yeah. that value is is much more than I don't want to say any dollar amount but really you know what I mean because a lot of people are so stingy with information yeah
0: no. I don't want to tell you how to do the tricks
1: in the video because that's my thing and I don't you yeah. know why no competition
0: or whatever I, I've learned from like the expert millionaires is to like give away the game and and there's only like there's only one crack like this world, there's only one amber so even if you if I gave someone a blueprint on how I shoot a music video and I give them my camera
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's not gonna be the same video that I did yeah
1: yeah, there's like if you I always use the analogy, if you go into the grocery store to buy bread, there's like 50 different brands of bread, and yet they're still all there, still all for sale, and you can choose because everybody has a different recipe. So I love that. I go by that same concept. I think it's cool to give away information um, in addition to everything that you already do. So I know you said you're working on two additional business ventures that you hope to release by the end of quarantine. But let me ask you, how has quarantine been for you? Like, has it disrupted or changed the way that you do business at all?
0: Um, it's been a blessing so two things one the studio shut down because it's supposed to be shut down and then I stopped shooting music videos so the first week to two weeks of quarantine was really getting caught up on anything that I've been paid for videos I needed to edit and after two weeks for like the first time in maybe eight years I was like current to where it's like holy shit I have a big list of stuff that I wanted to do needed to, like the podcast, but something that I've been wanting to do for two years, but usually my phone always rings, so I never had that downtime to do, like, knee shit, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I kind of I've, not kind of, I've been doing knee shit every single day to the point that when the you know what I'm saying? I can try to um yeah, so I've been doing the the me shit every single day that I fell in love with. That and it's like this stuff makes me feel alive mm. doing you know session after session in the studio. That's what I do to like make a living, but it doesn't make me feel alive, right? And uh, so once the studio did open back uh, illegally a, a week ago,
1: kind of with social distancing <laughs> protocols in place, so that it's still everything illegal.
0: <laughs> and, um, man, it just uh. It hit me, but in like a negative way. And so that's why I was telling you before, like I'm hiring two new engineers and hopefully three to four to kind of remove myself from being the guy that sits in the studio all day doing Mm -hmm. sessions because that, uh, I'm holding myself back by doing that. And even at, if I set a price to 50 an hour, 60 an hour, 75 an hour, I have so much other things that I can... You know, these are things that can be $250,000 a year businesses that only I can do, but I can't do it if I'm sitting right here all day.
1: So, so you're starting to build a team, essentially.
0: Build a team, yeah. And
1: how what, what does that look like to you? Like, what do you really, for those maybe somebody watching and wants to be a part of the team, like, what are you looking for is, in terms of people, like, their personalities or their passions or their skill set? What do you hope to bring to the team just within the next, you know, 365
0: days um I guess with each position is a different thing so I would say the first person to my team is Malik and what he provided was honestly the main thing that I said to him was giving a fuck so he asked if he could shadow me shoot a music video and I always say yes to people like yeah uh, my next shoot is this that this time feel free to show up whatever Mm -hmm. questions you have on there cool and uh he showed up and I remember I'm shooting the video and and I'm used to like I'm the one that gives the most fucks because I'm shooting the video but I was paying attention to him out of my peripheral like he was really watching what I did and I was like I I like that Mm -hmm. energy around me. so then that led to hey I have another shoot this day feel free to come there whatever you want and so he did and the same thing he was asking questions and then maybe suggesting like a creative idea and I'm like wow I'm, I'm usually the only one that has the, the mm-hmm. creative, you know, that's what I'm hired there to do, to be the creative guy to come up with ideas, but when someone else is like, you could do this too, and I was like, holy shit, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, like you're providing value. Like, right. I, I want to keep you a, around more. Mm-hmm. And so, I would say that is you know, one position, and then the other is uh, like with the studio engineers, I, I don't want to hire like, I'm good at recording and mixing songs, but I'm not like like I don't have dreams about recording and mixing songs. Like I'm not passionate, passionate about that. I love doing everything else that I do. That's more like a job to me. And so the guys that are going to be engineers here, like I had to talk with them about the context, where I'm coming from, what are, what are the different things that are going on, and they're like, like yo, I love recording and mixing songs. Like that's my shit. And I'm like, Ex- okay, you're the one then because I feel like that's what I want to send you. Right. I, I want to. I've never been able to promote this studio, and as a business owner, that's not good. But it's because I'm being pulled—you know—CV duplication orders or oh, a video shoot. Uh, can you make a beat for me? I got to go edit my own video, a vlog. I got to do a podcast, family shit. I'm pulled in all these different directions, so uh, I-, I have a limited amount of hours to dedicate to doing studio time. So when I'm saying, okay, let's say the demand is 80 hours a week. I'm only maybe willing to give 10 hours a week to studio time. Mm -hmm. But I do about 20 to 25, maybe 30, depending on. So I'm telling a lot of people, no, I'm booked. No, I'm booked, no, I'm booked, no, I'm booked. As a business owner, you'd be like, you you, you need other people in here. Mm -hmm. I'm never here on the weekends because that's when I would shoot music videos. I'm closed every single weekend. Mm -hmm. Owning the studio, that's that's not a smart move. Mm -hmm. So I need a guy here that's available on the weekends. Boom, I found a guy who's available on the weekends. Now the studio can still be open and making money and then it's helping him because he needs clientele. Right. I have the clientele. Okay. you go. Know, so,
1: so, do you have any like? What's your What's your favorite uh, project that you worked on so far? Could be a music video, could be a song, could be anything. Could be way back, something recent, podcast, whatever.
0: I would say honestly the podcast, just because that was like the beginning of me doing shit for me again, mm. I and mean, it's, it's been a long time because you know, when you're trying to make a living, you would think like, yo, can I get some studio time? Like, All right, I'll drop what I'm doing. I need some money. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you shoot a video of this thing? I'm booked. I want to turn out, yeah, I, I, I'll shoot it. Yep. And you know, so I'm always dropping and it was kind of like, I would do me stuff when I had the time, but I was always making sure I never had the time because I was always making mm-hmm. money. But then it got to where shit, like fuck the money. I need to do these me things because they make me feel alive and absolutely that's like the podcast with like step on like, sure. that's a me thing like, so that's
1: your passion right now yeah
0: yeah yeah. that's
1: dope um obviously you've had the opportunity to work with different celebrities over the years and stuff like that did you ever have a moment where you're like oh shit, i can't believe i'm really doing this i can't believe i'm in the same room with this person or actually on the same level to where we're working together
0: um no no no
1: is it because you're just not that type of person and you're like I don't care who I meet well, or is it like I,
0: I don't know I, I, I have a bad uh bad experience with like industry people and the way that their mm-hmm. egos and yeah I...
1: so let's talk about it should we <laughs> hear no not necessarily we ain't gonna name drop but like I've had mixed to mixed experiences with people in the industry as well it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. some people seem cool as fuck
0: and they like they got you and all this shit and then others are just there's a lot of sharks yeah well I, I'll, I'll name drop one dude okay so a compliment story right okay. so th- this is something that just happened uh, and it was through the podcast um, there's a guy named Busyworks Beats. he's the first music producer to ever do like tutorials teaching people <laughs> teaching producers on YouTube he's got 700,000 subscribers well I just had him on my podcast. And then from doing that, I, I'm seeing the power in like collaborating, mm-hmm. like like what we're doing right here. When this video's done, I'm sure you'll send me some clips that I can post to my That's audience right. and I'm cross-promoting you, and then right. you post it to your audience, cross promoting me. And uh, so my audience on YouTube is 21,000 people. His audience is 700,000, right? He's doing me a favor by, yeah, what else do you got in mind, man? I said, I'd really like to do a collab video that goes on your channel and then do a collab video that goes on my channel. We mm. cross-promote each other. we drop dropping the same day. And at the end of your video, you mentioned, like, yo, me and Crack like did another video. I'll send, you know, go check that out. And at the end of mine, I'll do that. He thanked me for the opportunity to to do that. Nice. So what I'm saying is there's there are some huge legendary type people that don't have egos. Mm-hmm. And that I would credit to, like, them getting really far and then I met a lot of people that shouldn't have egos, that have giant egos, and that's what's hindering them from, like, getting fun. Mm-hmm. Like They're their own worst enemy. Yeah. And a lot of those people were, like, some, you know, industry people, or, you know. For sure. Grab my phone, take a picture of me, and I take a picture of them holding $40,000. We go to an Atlanta strip club, and then they're like, yo, I just paid, you know, give me twenty. I us take a picture of you on $40,000. I make beats for you for free. And this is three, four years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah,
1: so... Do you ever, because you're involved in so many different things, you've got so many different eyes on you, do you ever have people trying to come to you with unsolicited advice? Like oh, okay. I see you doing, I love it, I love what you're doing, but maybe you should do this. Or like, ah, that ain't gonna work for you in the long run. I'm gonna tell you like this, because I do not been there before. Like, do you ever have anybody in your ear trying to give you unsolicited advice about how you should run your business and do your brand or...
0: I don't, I don't think so. I was more so in the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, a lot in the beginning, just because, like, in business, you have the proof of concept. So, like, once it's, like, the crack like proof of concept has already been proven. Like it, it works. So... At this point, for someone to like try to do that, like it's already been proven. Right. You know, the, the business model. Okay.
1: Uh, so, I'm sure
0: everyone has a opinion. Like someone's watching this right now. I'm like, if you stop doing this and you're beat, you have been, You know, something <laughs> like that. But to me, yeah, you know, no. They it, don't
1: come see you with that.
0: That was one thing that I was worried about with giving out like the advice on the tutorial videos mm-hmm. because I felt like, man, if I say this is how you do something or like, you know, three tips to shoot better music videos or something like that. It's like, I was really worried for a while about people having an opinion, like, you know, who are you to give advice or some shit. And it's like, well, once in the real world, I was getting asked so many questions. It was like, instead of me, let's say I was telling you how to do something, the same thing with your podcast. Like you can ask me a question and then there's, you know, unlimited amount of people that can watch this to, to find the answer. So. That's where I, felt. the other day an artist asked me how to do this like smart URL fan link thing where you know, you can put your music video on the spot for all these things. And he was like, yo, I wanna learn how to do it. You think you can take your phone and like record your screen while you do it? And I was like, well shit, let me top that. I'll get my real camera, set it up, mm-hmm. I'll record my screen and I will turn that into a YouTube video where potentially hundreds of thousands of up and coming artists can find that video and discover me, Right. you know, from putting that out there. For sure."
1: So, what advice would you give someone who maybe wants to pursue a career in any of the endeavors that you've taken on, whether it's podcasting, or if it's making beats, or videography? Just someone who's interested in the music industry as a whole, even.
0: Just to get started, and like, don't be afraid of, like, looking bad in the beginning, or sucking, because again, like I said earlier, like, I I was trash for many years, and it was like, But just stuck with it. Yeah, I stuck with it. I was consistent and um, I asked my dad to describe me in one word and he said tenacious.
1: There you go.
0: So I, I got that tattooed there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I had tenacity and, and that's what kept me going. So I feel like if you're interested in videos, like start doing videos. If you're interested in beats, start doing beats. If you're interested in making music, like make music. Mm-hmm. I, my pet peeve is people that don't do shit about it, but they say they want to do it. Right. So yeah, do something about it.
1: So if people want to find you, I'm going to give you an opportunity to shout out everywhere that they can find you and connect with you and look at some of your
0: work. Um, Definitely my Instagram is cracker underscore lack. I'm on Facebook, cracker lack. My YouTube is cracker lack TV. That's my main, so my New Year's resolution for 2020 was 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. And I started the year at 20,000, so it's going from 20,000 to 100,000 in a year and uh a lot of it kind of was like altered with the you know the shutdown and mm-hmm. shit like that like I, I had plans i'm sure you did too like to go to south by southwest yeah. and you know yeah. some other places and i had things set up so it changed it but you know i believe everything happens for a reason so but yeah my, my youtube crackalack tv uh i am on twitter i don't really like twitter do you like twitter
1: twitter mm-hmm. it's my least favorite uh, social
0: media yeah, i'm on there crackalack
1: our, yeah. So I actually I have one more question before we go. How do you think that this coronavirus or the quarantine or just everything that's going on in the world right now? How do you think that has affected the industry? For instance, do you feel like A and R's are looking for new talent? Do you feel like there's new because like all the festivals got canceled? All mm-hmm. the I mean even like a Common Ground I'm sure that yeah, MoPOP got canceled. Yeah. The South by Southwest like. Everything got canceled. Concerts, tours are getting canceled. So obviously, the way that most labels make their money is through touring, the merchandise, things like that. Not off the record sales. So, I mean, have you talked to anybody about that? Have you, have you thought about it at all?
0: The, the a r guy that Just, was on the podcast, <laughs> he had mentioned that uh, his business is thriving more now than it was before. Um, earlier today, I did this uh, like producer mastermind zoom call with like some of 70 of the top internet music producers in the world and honestly everyone was saying i know this is music producers not artists but you're asking but uh everyone said their business is doing good and uh even with me like you know i'm not shooting music videos right now but I mean, things are good right now yeah so it's
1: so it's maybe not as impactful or at least not in all the areas
0: yeah i i, I would say it's a good time for so, some of the artists I've been doing calls with, I was telling them, like, the fun part of music, like you said with YP, he's been really creative, like, he's writing yeah. songs and going to the studio, like, that's the fun part. The important hard part is, like, the marketing in that field, mm-hmm. and I feel like now, in the, having the game plan, like, now is the best time for artists or producers or for anyone to, like, cross your T's and dot your I's and come up with a game plan. Things that you might be lacking, like maybe you don't have merch available, maybe your website isn't set up, maybe you don't have like a Facebook tracking pixel on your website or you need more content or like shooting more videos. Like right now, you know, people are consuming a lot more content because mm-hmm. they have time. And w- one thing I've noticed with like with myself is from having this time and not having my time being like obligated by, you know, customers and artists, I've put out twice as many videos on YouTube and my YouTube is growing three times anymore. so I'm getting wow. triple the growth and I'm putting out double the video side so it was cool for me it was like if you've been working out for a long time and you finally are like oh shit I'm <laughs> losing some weight or I got some results and and so that's what it was for me Is like YouTube I've always been passionate about but it's always like the last priority because it's mm. always like if I shoot a video for you you're my number one part and then if, you know, if I'm supposed to be here all of that's first and my own personal shit is always last and uh, yeah I just it's kind of off topic too but I i, fe- I hate feeling like a bullshitter so it'd be like you saying uh, my cousin is getting into videos do you have any videos showing someone how to use a camera and I'm like I'm about to do a YouTube tutorial called how to use your camera something mm-hmm. like that and then you check in with me two weeks later like hey will you send me that video and I'm like I haven't done it yet but I'm not a bullshit. I'm not lazy. It's because I've been with customers and blah, blah, blah. blah. So now I'm doing that. And that's right. like like I'm telling Malik every day, like, yo, hold me obligated. Friday I have time. Friday we're doing this video no matter what. It's getting done. Like, right. Yeah, that, that's my main thing with being closed and quarantined. is like anything that I've been wanting to do for a long time that I haven't had time or I could have, would have, should have done, didn't have time. Now I have the time. So mm-hmm. it's getting done
1: so now's a good time to strategize, now's yeah. a good time to get creative, to create whatever it is that you do. If you create beats, make a hell of a lot of the beats. If you mm-hmm. create a music, get the pen in the past, start writing, record, just create, 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 and strategize, because, you know, as you're talking, I'm just thinking like, I, we had this whole, for YP, we had this whole strategy of, it was going to be a year of festivals. We were performing at everything, and we were going to just essentially try to appeal to the masses to grow mm-hmm. a fan base well that that went to shit (laughs) so he's been created and i've been racking my brain about how can i re-strategize and kind of take this online instead of offline and do all the you know figure out the marketing stuff and how can we reach out to people you know that maybe we would have normally had the opportunity to connect with that festival so yeah definitely strategize and create um one more time how can people find you
0: just search Crack-a-Lack anywhere. crack
1: a all right. Uh, Crack-a-Lack.
0: Crack-a-Lack. Crack-a-Lack, <laughs> crack-a-lack
1: on the <a> beat. <laughs> Thank you guys so much. That's a wrap.